everyone and welcome back to living intuitively with elisa so this is the weekly tarot poll episode for the week of july 12th through the 18th but before i get started on the tarot like i have been for the past couple weeks i am walking home from the park from my 10 (laughs) a.m sunday yoga class And again, loving this new format of me just chit-chatting while you have uh, (laughs) road noise and birds chirping in the background of the intro of the podcast. (laughs) And what I want to talk about today, you know, and kind of go into more detail, is the idea of simplicity with the internet, (laughs) especially, and the internet combined with the spiritual or health and wellness community, which I can only assume that if you are listening to this podcast, that you are at least dipping your toes into that world or that community um, online. And the, the, what I want to discuss is the vast amount of information and teachings and guidance and advice there is on the internet. And I'm not saying anything bad about it because I am actually contributing to it by coming on to these podcasts, you know, and on my Instagram, all of these different platforms to share my truth and my guidance, whether it's, you know, from within or within with my guides, you know, I'm contributing to it. So I'm not saying anything bad about it. (laughs) I just want to preface that. But because the internet is so vast and so just, it is amazing in a lot of ways in the way that we can get information so much information so quickly and that is awesome because at our fing- at our fingertips we can gather all the information we need about all different cultures and all different techniques and tools i'm talking specifically about the spiritual and wellness and health community you know for example we can go online and if we're interested in yoga We can go online and look up all of the different types of yoga. We can find videos of yoga classes, and then we can dive into it even deeper to start looking at the philosophy, the yoga philosophy. You know, we can look at at all of the different texts and all of the different interpretations of the texts and all of the different branches, whether they're uh, ancient you know, or modern branches of yoga. And that's great that we have access to all that information. But we have a tendency as humans, and this is a human trait. You know, some people have it more than others, maybe, but we have a trait, a tendency to try to capture all of the information 
and try to learn all of it and to the point of maybe even memorizing all of the information or the other way around taking a headline or a one sentence information piece of information or one article of information and taking it for our own taking it as truth and the ultimate source of information so because we might look at a tiny tiny piece of the internet tiny piece of the pie we think we know everything that there is to that we need to know about it and on the other side like i said we have this entire pie that we can look into and we get so excited that we want to to you know eat all of it but just because that you know a teacher that you respect and follow preaches on a certain topic as truth doesn't have to be your truth and i'll elaborate on that a little bit more there's in the spiritual community there are so many different teachers out there so many different perspectives on the same same teachings and the intentions are good then most of the time the intentions are good they're trying to share these techniques and tools let's focus on techniques and tools they're trying to share them so that you as a as their audience can take them and use them and benefit from them but what happens is we tend to, I mean, usually most of us have more than one teacher. And all of those teachers combined, we're try- and, and plus the internet, plus us already, you know, searching for it. We have so many different angles, so many different perspectives that we're trying to integrate into our lives. And this kind of goes along with what I've talked about in the previous episodes where you know, grabbing all of these things from the external to bring into ourselves. But we have a source. We have the internal, you know, not lever. What's the word I'm trying to think of? We have a guidance that is within to sort through all of this information. It might be our intuition, our, you know, inner wisdom, but we all have it. And we all need to lean more into that and not just on our external sources. And just, like I said before, just because it works for your teacher, who you respect, and it doesn't take anything away from them, just because it works for them might not work for you and it might not work for you at this time. So one example that I'll have from my personal life um, is meditation. So I wanted to get into meditation and I was really trying to, you know, trying to get to, to master the art of meditation Um, still am. (laughs) I think it's going to be a lifelong process. 
And I was looking at all of these different sources, these different teachers, um, you know, people that I, that I, you know, spend quality time with, and then also people from the internet who are, I consider my teachers, who I respect. And I was gathering all of these different techniques, you know, from opening up chakras to breathing techniques to intentions and manifestations and guided meditation versus silent meditation and grounding techniques. I mean, the list goes on and on and I was just grasping, what's the saying? Grasping at straws. I don't know. I think that might be what the saying is. I'm really bad at sayings. You know, I was grasping at all these tools and techniques, hoping that one of these will stick and one of these will work for me. And I, you know, specifically, let's just use the chakra system for a second as an example. And someone was telling me, you know, some of my teachers was saying, you know, open your crown chakra and your root chakra. Opening that will channel, you know, channel you and get you into that meditation quickly. So I was like, okay, next time I, I did meditation, okay. I'm going to open up my, my crown chakra and I'm going to open up my root chakra. I tried that, you know, and I couldn't quite, it didn't quite, it's not that it didn't work, you know, there isn't any like success or failure when it comes to, you know, these spiritual practices, but it just like didn't click, you know, and, and I was like, oh, this person that I got this information from, I respect them and it worked for them. Why isn't it working for me? And then all of a sudden it just came all together. It clicked. It just because and doesn't just because it worked for them doesn't mean it works a hundred percent in that exact way that they they outlined it for me, and it doesn't make me respect that person any less. It worked for them, and they wanted to share it with the world because that's what teachers do. Teachers share their experiences with the world, but especially with the spiritual community and the health and wellness. There are some rules that you should take, but then there are some tools and and techniques that you have to integrate what their teachings are, but then take it, take it for, you know, take what you want and leave the rest. That's the saying that I, that you always hear in, in the spiritual community. Take what you want, what resonates with you and leave the rest. So for me, you know, maybe I'll integrate some of the, the ideas behind opening your crown chakra and root chakra in terms of getting into my body, feeling safe and secure, but then opening up my, my you know, the crown where opening up the potential, my mind, my spiritual, you know, mind, and but maybe maybe for me part of getting into the meditation involves also opening my heart and opening my third eye you know maybe part of meditation for me is making sure that my shoulders are relaxed and I'm sitting in a certain position you know and I can grab these teachings from all over as I as it works for me. So this idea all, you know, boils down to 
you know, just taking all of the teachings, seeing what works for you through experience, and not getting too caught up if it doesn't work for you. You know, not throwing out the entire tool or technique or person, you know, if you're getting that teaching, don't throw them out just because, you know, it doesn't 100% work for you. They're only sharing their experience. You know, I, like, and then this is all of the actual, you know, data and science behind things. Those, you know, maybe some of those can be taken exact. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the more energetic way. You know, the connections and the 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 stuff that doesn't necessarily have a number or you can't quantify. Those kinds of things is what I'm talking about. So take a moment, evaluate the things that you're learning. You know, ha- be grateful for the amount of knowledge and teachings you can actually get at this time because of the internet. But don't get worked up when things, when you can't absorb all of it. Don't get worked up that you don't have all of the knowledge. You are exactly where you need to be. You have the knowledge that you need at this moment. And what I have to keep remembering, at least for myself, and I'll share this with you all, if that teaching is meant for you, so for example, if the chakra system is meant for me in that, you know, at one point, it will, it will be meant for me at that time. You know, maybe opening up my, my root and my crown might not work for me at this moment, but it might work for me later, but not if I force it. You know, I need to try out the tool and allow it to form to my, my energy and my body. You know, it's like working out with shoes, you know, brand new shoes was built for the purpose of running. But as we all know, if you've ever got new tennis shoes or new running shoes, they don't feel quite right until you start running in them and you start to work them in and you start to walk in them and they start to form to your foot. That's what we should be doing with the teachings that we get from our, you know, all of our teachers and all of the all, you know, as, the internet as our teacher, <laughs> too. Um, treat them like running shoes. You know, allow them to integrate and to become part of you. Because have you, if you've ever, <laughs> if you've ever, act, like, worn someone else's shoes, their running shoes, and tried to go running, <laughs> you know, if you try to put something on, you know, if you try to integrate a teaching that someone else has been integrating into their entire life and you try to word for word, try to re- redo it for yourself, it won't feel right. It won't feel like perfect for you. You know, yeah, they're getting great benefits from it. They are running, you know, as fast as they can. They're comfortable. Their arches are set, but they it's not exactly what your foot and your body needs. <laughs> Bear with me with these analogies. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsors, and then get to the tarot reading. I would also like to take a moment to tell you about the private Facebook community for intuitive healers. 
I created this group to explore ways to learn about ourselves and the world using our intuition and tarot and oracle cards as tools. The group is for all skill levels, from beginners to experienced readers, and the purpose of this group is to have a safe space to ask questions, share experiences, and learn from one another. One example, on the group page, we connect weekly with what I'm calling Intuitive Mondays. Every Monday, I post a question to the community, and each for each of us to ask ourselves, our guides, the universe, whatever we call it, and pull tarot and oracle cards for the week. I then invite members to comment their card pulls and experiences around the weekly question. It's a great way for members to share and learn from each other. So the Facebook group is called Private Intuitive Tarot Community, and you can search for the group on Facebook or click the link in the Instagram bio, the handle is Intuition Living, to request access by answering just a couple short questions. I hope to see you there. All right, so let's get to the tarot portion of this podcast. So the pod or the <laughs> tarot deck that I'm using today is the classic Rider Waite Smith deck. Um, but before I even start shuffling and asking the cards and asking the guides any questions, let's take a moment. Let's come back to our breath and our body. If you have a moment, close your eyes. This message is for anybody listening to this podcast who is open and ready to receive any messages. And what, like what I was talking about in the intro of this podcast, you can apply this to this podcast and to the tarot. Take what you want and what resonates with you at this time and leave the rest. Even if that means whatever interpretations that I have for the card, if it doesn't seem like it fits for you, but you have a different energetic feeling that you came through while I was talking about the card, that's perfect for you. You have to remember that all of the tarot readers and all of your spiritual teachers are are seeing the cards from their perspective, even if it's meant for the community. You have to remember that whenever you listen to your spiritual teachers and guidance. Okay, so taking a moment, take a deep breath in. Long breath out. Let's take another breath. Taking a moment to center and to come into this moment. That's the best way that I've been able to become present. Becoming present is a great way to receive messages. All right. So as I'm shuffling the cards, I'm going to ask the the guidance, my inner wisdom, spirit, what advice do they have for all of us listening to this podcast? For this week. And again, the week is 
July 12th through the 18th. And I still continue as I'm shuffling the cards to be present. Taking deep, full breaths. And staying open and ready for any of the messages that can come through using the cards as a tool. All right, so the card for this week is, oh, beautiful card today. Okay, so we got the Queen of Wands in the upright position. This is a beautiful card. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> and uh, I'll describe why in a second. But before I do, if you have access to a image search, you can search for Queen of Wands, especially if you're not familiar with the cards in the Rider-Waite-Smith traditional tarot deck. But for anybody who's not familiar or can't search it, I'm going to describe the images of the cards and then get through to the interpretations and any advice, any messages that I receive um, about the cards. So in this card, you see a queen. So the queen of wands. Wands is one of the suits of the tarot. Um, this is in the minor arcana portion of the tarot deck. Wands are just one of four suits. And the wands represent the fire element. It represents action. And she's the queen. So she has that leadership quality, that power, the authority. But also, being the queen, she takes on the feminine, more feminine authority structure or, or persona or archetype. And she's sitting on her throne. Um, her throne has all these intricate details to it. So it's carved in with a there's lions carved into the throne. In the back of her throne, there are two lions. There are sunflowers engraved into her throne, but also she's holding with her left hand a sunflower. And then with her right hand, a, a wand that looks like a staff. Her staff is a wand. And then what, one of my favorite parts of this card is that there's a little black cat right in the front of the card. And it's looking like right at the reader or the, you know, person looking at the card. And the queen herself is actually looking into the distance and we don't actually see what she's looking at. Um, but behind her, you see, you know, either mountains or pyramids, um, but a blue sky also behind her. And the way that she's stance, she has this, you know, she's sitting on her throne, but her stance, her, her, uh, her body language is very confident. She's got her shoulders back. She's standing upright. Her knees are spread wide. She's got this power, power stance or sit. <laughs> When she's sitting there, she's pow she looks powerful and confident. And that's 
that's what I get from this car whenever I pull it, is this sense of confidence, of brightness. She's wearing this bright yellow robe or, or gown. And and with this, you know, fiery, almost, it looks like her crown looks like it's it has... It's fire. It's fire. It made a fire. Um, it has, you know, whenever you see fire that's uh, really going and you see those pieces of fire coming up out of the flame, that's kind of what, the, what the, the crown looks like. And it's also bright yellow. There's a lot of yellow in this car and it's, you know, it reminds me of, of the sun, brightness, illumination, and so this is a very powerful card, but it's also powerful in the way that a fe- the feminine energy can be powerful. And I have to say, every time I talk about feminine and masculine, every single one of us has feminine and masculine qualities and energies within ourselves. So this is not female or woman. You know, this is feminine energies, I just want to, I, I always want to point that out every time I talk about it. All of us, whether you're, whatever gender, whatever orientation that you, you, you are, we all have feminine and masculine energies and qualities. Okay. So if you imagine a leader, but in the feminine, you know, feminine energy leader, it's like not using force and violence and war to, you know, have a following or to, you know, quote, conquer lands. It's, it's using strategy. It's using, um, you know, the balance and justice and looking at things from multiple sides. It's about instilling confidence in yourself and in your leadership so that you lead people instead of forcing people to do what you want. That's the kind of energy that I get from this card. And she's sitting back with this confidence, no and looking out at her at her at her realm with this air of just like this is mine. This is what I this is what I have. You know, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a confidence and a brightness to it. And I think I really like this card because it's associated with Leo, which I am a Leo. (laughs) And actually it's going to be Leo season soon. I think on July 22nd, which is past this week. So, you know, it's not part of this, this week ahead. Um, but it's exciting. It's when we're thinking about the future and she's looking out ahead beyond what we can see. You know, if we can think about that as looking into the future, whatever actions we take today, we can be confident in the in the, you know, quote success of those actions. So I think that's the message that I'm that I'm receiving or that we all as a community are receiving from this card. The advice is be confident in the decisions that you make right now. Be confident that your intentions are clear and are heart-centered and go for it. Start to look at the future. 
and start to evaluate what you want and be confident. If you're, if you're at all hesitant about that thing that you want to do, maybe that's not the right thing to do. Find, find the path that you are so proud and so confident about and then go for it. I think this is a really good sign for all of us that we pulled this card, the Queen of Wands. It's a powerful card. It's a feminine card. It's a bright, wonderful, clear skies. I, sh- I mean, the background behind her is all blue skies. Clear. All right. So the Queen of Wands for this upcoming week. I love it. <laughs> I'm excited about it. All right, so I hope you have an amazing week ahead. And thank you so much for listening and supporting this podcast. It really does mean so much. Share with your friends if you think anybody around you has will benefit from, you know, this podcast, my two cents. <laughs> All right, see you next time. Thank you. Bye.